The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency and are the views of the host or guest only. Any persons discussed may be fictional for comedic purposes. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. My glory doesn't happen in front of a crowd. It doesn't happen in a stadium or on a stage. There are no medals handed out. It happens in the darkness of the early morning, in solitude, where I try. And I try. And I try again. With everything I have to be the best that I can possibly be, better than I was yesterday. Better than people thought I could be. Better than I thought I could be. Then claim one victory that no one can ever take away from me, ever. A victory that is earned every single day. A victory of determination and will and discipline. A victory achieved because I will not stop. It's the character who you are. It's not the title that makes you. It's not the success that makes you. The character defines the success, defines the fame, and it starts right there. Championships aren't won in the theater of the arena. They're won in the thousands of hours in the training room, in the labs, in the 5 a.m. runs, when it's raining, when everyone else is sleeping. That's when it's won. How you hold yourself in the small things of life. Build the character winning blocks of the things that we'll remember for. Do the job right or don't do it at all. That's the same person who has his hand raised on the podium one day. Same mother It's how you look at something. If your name's attached to it, then you do it right. The best of your ability every single time. What if? What if I could pull this off? When I first walked into the Navy SEAL recruiter's office, he looked at me and said, there's only been 35 African-Americans in 70 years make it through. You know what I said to myself? What if I can be the 36th? If the what if I can pull off a fucking miracle? What if I can become someone that no one thinks I can be? You have to believe in one thing and that is yourself. Right now, for you to find greatness in yourself, you're not gonna find it by looking in a book or by even hearing me. I may give you the spark but you've got to go inside yourself to find it. My goal was the only person that's gonna turn this person around is me. If you can get through to doing things that you hate to do, on the other side is greatness. It may suck, but it will come out the other side when you're coasting. It begins right now with no one looking, man. How you hold yourself, how you see yourself. What do you do when no one's watching? If you do it then, I guarantee you, you'll be doing it when everyone's watching.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. And now, your hosts, Nick and Mike. Yeah. I told him not to do that, and he did it. He couldn't help himself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. Hey, bienvenidos. I am your host, Nick, and my co-host, Miguel. Okay. Mike. Um, He can say that. Thank you for tuning in again. Uh, Wow, the response on uh, the last episode. Uh, Sebastian just crushed uh, crushed it. We're gonna have to have him on again, right, Mike? That was oh man, we're gonna have to do insane. like insane. I don't even want to put a number to the number series we're gonna have. Yeah, on. we're just yeah. gonna do like monthly or something, dude. The the guests that we have the Sebastian on series, I like. Yeah, I like alliterations. Yeah, the 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 guests that we have on for this episode. Um, aside from the in studio guest, uh, yeah. Bobby is uh, back Bobby with us. What? Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to be here, guys. Thanks again. Bobby Appreciate is it. back. Um, I went, as a firefighter. Uh, as a firefighter. I put water <laughs> on the fire. <laughs> so, um, so we got a, we got a, uh, we have a game that we're going to play later on with Bobby, which yeah. is going to be awesome. Yes, I don't have uh, any idea what it is. Sandusky Sunday. Um, <laughs> Not really? Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, shit got real. I don't know about okay, this. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, what I'm really excited about uh-huh. is, is that we have a guest coming mm-hmm. on later on, Chief Andy Harvey. If you don't yeah, know who he is, solid, gotta solid check him leader. out. He's got an awesome book out. He's a he's a forward thinking excellence chief. in policing. Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, excellence yeah. in policing. Uh, Audible and uh, Amazon. I'm telling you, Bobby, you want a really really good um you want a really good book on leadership. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I think it. Uh, we'll we'll get into it later. So I have an hour hour and a half commute. Oh, oh yeah yeah. So yeah I, so, I like listening to my audio books. Yeah. yeah. And the I'm roll actually, call room. I'm actually sad Ooh. my commute isn't isn't as long as the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, that's what's I like, great about I'll your like podcast. I like sit in my in the garage at work, and I'm like, oh my god, I thought I'm the only one that I'm does like, that. Oh, I gotta turn this off, dude. I sit in my driveway, and I listen to us because we're in the middle of a of a of an. I'm in the middle like, of an episode, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, we'll ju- I'll just finish this thought process. Yeah, and then it turns into I'm sitting in the in the driveway like some sort of mad person. <laughs> um, I mean, and we get it both ways. Honey? Some, some Hi. fans, some fans are, are are mad that it's too long. Some fans oh, are mad whatever. that it's too Can't short. You'll never yeah, please yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, what yeah, she yeah. said. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Merry Christmas. Well, it didn't you know even work, man. It didn't even know. work. We got a thirty percent female listenership, so now it's going to be twenty. <laughs> All right, great. Twelve. Great. Slowly I'm sure they're clapping right now. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that voice sealed it up because yeah. every there woman sounds like 2%, that. Two percent. Two percent. Two percent. Really like that podcast, but that guy Mike is a fucking asshole. <laughs> Sexist pig. When you get phone calls from people, don't worry about uh, me. Worry uh, about Bill. Hello. I don't like the way that Mike makes fun of us. <laughs> Your voice was the same as mine, and I no, did. no, you suck at impressions. My Christopher no, Walken no, lit no, no. the Twitter on fire. Good. No, my Christopher Walken lit Twitter on fire, bro, on fire. I don't know about that, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was all right. Shut up. You ah, fucking Twitter. <laughs> fucking guest here. Yeah, fun of right. the host. No, you're right. You're right. You I are. can't fuck with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's, you're here. You're here. 
And I just yeah. let that. I just took your you gimp mask off. <laughs> I just took your ball gag and, off. And 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 we're in the studio. We're in the studio here, and we got some Basil Haydens. Yeah, yes. thank you for that. Uh, Mike made, made some really good drinks. Guys yeah, it's amazing. You know, um, loosen me up. Basil Haydens. Yeah. Uh, with a it has to be Seagram's ginger ale. It can't be that oh can of dry God. shit. Oh my God. And then hold on, let me tell this. And then two lime wedges. No, yeah, you're, you're right. You're fucking no. welcome. No, you're yeah, welcome. 100%. Yeah, you call me on the way to the studio. You're on your way to the studio. Yeah. I'm already here. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. I need you to go <laughs> it did say and get just like some that, Seagram's. <laughs> don't get, don't get Canada Drive, motherfucker. <laughs> Seagram's. We got a 30 fucking minute drive there. All right. Three, That's exactly how it Three <laughs> fucking <laughs> limes. You fucking bring me back two or four, you're fucking dead. <laughs> I'm like, dude, can't you stop on the way? Bro, just go out and get the fucking C- Seagrams. So I call, it's gotta be Seagrams. I call him from the grocery store. I'm in the soda aisle, and I'm like, you said Seagrams, right? He's like, yes, don't fucking get Canada dry. He's like, oh, all right, all right, bro. Did all you right. get the limes? Did you get the limes? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's great season for limes right now in the Commonwealth. Dude, you gotta. I, but but is it a magical drink or what? I was never very exactly. magical. You're welcome. It's like drinking unicorn piss. There you go. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. You're welcome. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I like it. I'm using that shit. That's awesome. It was unicorn piss. It Thank was. you. Yeah, it was it magical. It actually it was is magical. Um. So so Bobby. Um. You know what? You're a fan of the podcast. Fuck right? yeah, you guys are awesome. So I love you. How Bobby. did you find out about the podcast? Yeah, you guys told me about it. But, you know, honestly, oh, I just, okay. I, I really honestly, I, I felt that the message was a good one. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started listening, I realized, yeah, this is it. Yeah. You guys have a, a, a thing going on here, and I like it. Thanks. So. Well, at least you actually listen. Not like Alaska. I told him, um, it's like, hey, man, you listen. I'm not a fan of people airing their grievances on the air. <laughs> well, you know, he's not going to hear it. <laughs> like, so. what are you talking about? <laughs> What the fuck you mean? Uh, how did we get here? I just asked you a fucking simple question if you've listened to the podcast. I'm not a fan of people airing their grievances over the air that fast. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Don't tune in. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I okay. One of 10,000? Yeah. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Really? Yeah, I think, You're I a think, clown. I think we're close to like, okay, 11, Steve, 12. this has been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember you came. We we had training the other day, and I remember That's you were right. like, "Hey, man, we're we're gonna do this podcast. It's gonna be about mental health, and we're gonna fuck around, make it fun, but you know, also tackle a pretty tough subject." And yeah, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and and it was awesome to discover that you were you were a podcast fan yourself. You were a podcaster, and um, yeah, we're not gonna mention that here. No, Some nerdy no. shit. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed like going podcaster, podcaster, but um, I enjoyed. Uh, talking to you about it i think at the time that you and i had training we were still building up because i think it took almost three weeks for us to get this up off the ground because we didn't want to we didn't want to unleash it and it be half-assed like podcast yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. you were just getting the microphones in oh my god episode one seemed like it took a month to get up off the ground yeah 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 so uh, i guess i guess my question for you is does it did it resonate with you this podcast because you yourself have have experienced some of the things that we're talking about in this show? Yeah, man. So I mean, I'm I'm pretty open about this stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that it's actually really important to be open about this stuff because I think that we can all agree that nobody talks about it and we should. Yeah. Because the more we talk about it, the more it, yeah, you know, it's it's not so hard to talk about, right? Yeah. 
Well, you know, I, I, I joined, I came to our jurisdiction in 2010 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, shortly after I was, I was, came in here as a paramedic and, uh, shortly after I started here, I actually responded to the first line of duty death that the jurisdictions had in a few decades. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the long story, the long story short is that headed to like a bullshit BLS stomach pain call. Right. And I hear one of my best friends and her partner, who is also a trainer of mine, um, they're on a car fire mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're headed to this play and, you know, I'm kind of listening to the, the traffic cause it's, you know, car fires don't happen every day. Mm. And I hear a captain get on the radio and he says, I need a medic here now. One of our medics have fallen off the bridge. Oh and I'm like, oh, well, so, oh, yeah. And so my, my first concern was that it was my best friend who is now my wife. Um, no. and so I was like, well, shit, I know Beth's on that call. So I, we have to go. We have to go, right? We're, 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 at, we're at a road and a major intersection with the road with the highway. And I think, all right, we can just go. We'll just go right onto the highway right here. We're just going to go. Don't yeah. even worry about telling them we're going. We're just going. You so just we go. that tunnel vision. Yeah, no, I, I was so worried it was her, right? Yeah. And yeah. even God. just as much worried that it was the other guy. Yeah. And we get there and it was him. It was him. And, I, you know, honestly, at first I was like, mm-hmm. oh, thank God it's not her. But then I realized how bad it was mm-hmm. for him. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the first paramedic that gets down there, right? So we actually have to go around off the bridge. We have to go around onto the side street. We have to. Can you just for the listeners? Can you just paint the picture what it looked like? It's a it's it's a it's a February night, right? It's dark. It's about five thirty six o'clock, and it's freezing rain. Yeah, it's just yeah. a nasty night, right? And we we get a call for a, a it's on car three ninety five north, right? Yeah, so I don't mm-hmm. want to give too much away, but yeah, it's no, on it's on a major highway. It's on a highway, and the 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 problem is that the the car fire is reported that's in the HOV lanes, right? So the medics are headed northbound, and the car fire supposedly is in the HOV lanes, which are headed south, right? So wow. they get to where they think the car fire is. They see this car fire; it's fully engulfed. They are told that somebody's in the vehicle. So the medic, the one, ends up dying that night. He thinks, holy shit, like there's somebody burning alive in this car. I'm going to do what I have to do, right? So he yeah. jumps over the barrier thinking that he was just going to go over to the next lane, wow. not knowing there's a 20-inch gap in between the two, which just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Like you can go anywhere else on that road and there's not a 20-inch gap. Yeah. And you can't see it because it's it's dark and it's snowing and stuff or it's freezing rain. He falls 35 feet into Fuck. a run, which is you know, got some water in it, but... It's stony as hell, and he falls and he hits his head, and that's oh that's it God. for him. He was probably dead on impact, right? Well, so we get there. I get there. We have to come around. We have to get off the road, and we have to go into this run. And both sides of the run are are surrounded by large boulders, and then the run itself is three or four feet deep, right? So I get down there. We get down to the spot. I see my coworkers performing CPR on this guy, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" Because so as a paramedic, I know CPR is bad, right? And especially traumatic CPR. If you're involved in a trauma, the chances of you surviving are less than three percent. Holy shit! And I and I'm not thinking like you know numbers, but I'm thinking, "Fuck, that's bad, right? That's yeah. really bad." And so I don't, I, you know, I just I throw caution to the wind. I jump in the water. I go across to the side, and I get over to the other medics there and the firefighters. And actually, there wasn't any medics there. I said, I looked at the firefighters and said, who's the paramedic here? And they said, well, you are. Oh, and I've been on the job for a year. Oh, my God. And I was like, fuck. So here I am, the paramedic for mm. one of the first line of duty, like serious injuries. At the point, I'm thinking, all right, we might make it through this, right? 
And a long story short, he dies that night. You know, like he didn't die that night. His body was still alive. We kept him alive. We put enough drugs in his body to keep him alive and for his family to say goodbye the next day. But it was, you know, I'm new to the job mm. and I've been doing EMS for two years tops. You know, one of my first calls ever in EMS was seeing a guy get sawed in half. And I had no idea. I thought that was, oh my God. I was like, holy shit, this is what EMS is about. Like, yeah. I'm not doing this. There's yeah. no way, right? Yeah. I, I, I was vomiting because <laughs> mm. I'd never seen that shit, right? Yeah. You'd never seen anybody cut in half before. But the uh, paramedic was like, no, no, no. That's something I've never seen. I've done that in 20 years. I've done paramedicine for 20 years. I've never seen that happen. Mm. You just, you got unlucky, right? How did so, someone get sawed in half? A ditch witch. You know those large chainsaws? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fell. He was in the trench, and he it fell on him. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Cut him half from his hip down to his, his left ankle. His right hip down to his left ankle. Was it a rental? <laughs> what the what fuck? The <laughs> Why does that matter? <laughs> Bro, what are you doing? No, it's, no, he was actually working for a construction company. So they flew him out and everything. They were fucking... <laughs> it was a rental. What I just fuck? wanted to know if it was going to be half off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think, he got his, I think he got his money back, Nick. Holy, Holy shit. Oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> What's all this red stuff over there? What, <laughs> so, what is this? Here? Fucking return it to Home Depot. <laughs> like, hey... Um, are you going to check off that there's small intestines in here? Hey, do you want, you want these uh, intestines back? Yeah. You want this bone fragment back? <laughs> What's all this shit out of here? What's, uh, let me tell you something about that joke. Let me tell you something about that joke. You know how hard it was for me to hold in the half-off joke? I waited for you guys to fall into it. I waited for you guys to ask where the fuck I was going. Oh my god. Oh, I have fucking tears coming down my oh, eyes. Oh fuck. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you waited oh, until the perfect holy moment. Fuck, dude. This guy's talking about No, it's cool. I mean, I getting sawed in half. It was the first was day. It was, was my first day. Off. I was a ride along for as an EMTB, right? And yeah, so the the guy died, right? Oh, he, he yeah. We didn't die right away. That's the crazy oh, part. Like shit. I didn't see all that. We just I honestly, I was trying to keep myself from vomiting because I'd never seen that shit Did before. Did he die after he returned the saw? Yeah. <laughs> so they charged so, him full price. Yeah, no, he, he ends up dying from sepsis because he's just so oh, fucked up, geez. right? Oh, my But gosh. so, like, you know, so we, we fast forward oh. to where I'm actually a paramedic. I'm a clear paramedic for this department. And I, I'm there for the first line of duty death they've had in 45 years, something like that. And my wife, my, my then friend, who's now my wife, mm-hmm. we, we kind of found a way to, like, overcome this together right because she was her his partner oh my god and she watched him fall over and i was the first paramedic and i was new to the shit and i was like fuck like how do you even do that yeah and and so to speak to some of the stuff that we were talking about too with how like like institutionally we're all fucked up right we don't know how to handle the shit like yeah i was i was back on the street the next day no they didn't wow, tell me no really? they didn't tell me no they should have told me no you told you took the next question out of my mind which was is how did the agency handle that like they what was your debrief the de- okay so this is where you're gonna fucking you're gonna lose your mind and and this is again i'm not gonna name names and i'm not gonna say anything but this call started at six seven o'clock at night right mm-hmm. we end up being on this call until two in the morning because we take him from the the run we end up tra- transporting him to medstar mm-hmm. right and MedStar is far away, which was cool. So let me tell you something real quick, just a quick side digression. When we were on our way up there, state troopers blocked every exit on 395. 
What wow. an honor. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And DC fire blocked every intersection on our way up there. Holy wow. mackerel. I was crying. I was yeah. tearing up, man. Cause wow. I drove the medic unit because no one else knew how to get the Metzar. So I was oh like, all right, I know how to get there. Get me in the seat. I'll go. And the whole way up, I'm just crying, man. I'm like, this is, this is fucking brotherhood, yeah. man. And it yeah. just, it really, it's, it rocked me. And it wasn't just fire. It was police. It was the troopers. All of them were up there. And I was just like, man, this is cool as fuck. Yeah. This is what it's all about. Right. So yeah, the, the whole thing comes down to us getting up there. We're all like kind of coming to grips with the fact that he's not going to make it. Everybody comes up, says their goodbyes. Um, we're still waiting for his wife and a lot of DCFD come up and they're saying they're, they're paying mm-hmm. their respects and stuff. Three o'clock in the evening, three o'clock in the morning, I should say three o'clock in the morning. We finally get back to our firehouse and my fucking chief at the time told me I had to write a statement about what happened right then and there before I go home. No, I, I shit you not. You know what I wrote? I don't remember. That's what I wrote. Cause I was like, I was fucking pissed right then. I was like, no, there's no way I'm going to fucking sit here and tell you what I, I'm not going to write shit. So I was like, I don't remember what happened. I'll have to get back to you in the morning. How about, how about, can we get you something? How about, are you okay? That's yeah. what that, dude, I'm telling you, it pissed me off. And that was where I started to be like, all right, what, what is this? Like, yeah. in one yeah. moment, in one moment, I'm crying because I'm seeing a brotherhood. And then the next moment I'm seeing like, are you, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, you want me to write a statement about what happened? No, I don't want to, I don't even want to talk about it. Give me a fucking minute. So. Wow. Wow. And then in the next year, right? So and I'm, I'm just trying to paint a picture here. So this is, this isn't, I'm, I'm not, my story is not any different or any worse than anybody else's. So I'm not trying to say it is. Fast forward a few months later from that, there was probably an incident you guys remember on a major street where a child and her mother, his mother got hit by a a drunk driver. The child gets thrown 75 feet. Yeah. I I responded to that. So I'm like, fuck, man, like this is just a bad go of it, right? Yeah. I see the kid and and he's a five-year-old and he's dead. I mean, he's, there's nothing I can do. And you know that, that'll fuck you up, right? Kid deaths are the worst. I mean, yeah. We're doing CPR and he's like vomiting everywhere. And I'm just like, mm. he just fucking ate lunch. Like this is bullshit, right? He's coming home from lunch and he just fucking died. Oh my God. And then seven, eight months later, an officer, motors officer got shot in the head. And I responded to that too. Mm. And I'm not saying that there wasn't a bunch of other shit. Cause there was a bunch of other stuff. Like I had a, uh, you know, a couple child codes, you know, baby codes, you know, what we call the codes when a child's or someone's heart stops beating and we have to do what we can to resuscitate them. Right. And I had one in particular that kind of got to me. It was only a nine-month-old baby. And I was oh, like, fuck, you know. Survived, but still was like probably, you know, cognitively not cognitively not the same forever, ever yeah, again. Right. So it was a long period where I was just running shit calls. And, um, it, you know, it, and it was something we were talking about before, like the cumulative effect, right? Because you weren't, none of them were, I mean, some of them were pretty awful, but none of them were like, fucking like mci awful or like school shooter awful right yeah but you know like a, a, a year later yeah i'm i'm actually dating my now wife and i'm i'm, I'm just not myself anymore right so yeah i like i mean for the most part I'm, i just don't have any interest in anything no fucking i don't want to do shit i, I just want to sit around and watch tv play video games and i don't i, I don't even want to do anything with my, my girlfriend at the time yeah irritable at, at a moment oh, yeah. uh, at a drop of a nail just irritable right yeah man and the only thing that i, I really wanted to do was just mope around and fucking and i wasn't thinking about it It wasn't like an active thought i was like oh yeah just fuck everybody. i'm just gonna mope around i just wanted to go to work and i wanted to chill after that yeah i you know the interest i had in the gym the interest that i had in extracurricular stuff it was all gone yeah and i wasn't really thinking about it it wasn't like a you know an active thought 
Did anybody identify that you were? It was Beth. It was my wife. Yeah. Yeah. So she had gone after she had dealt with the death of the the coworker, right? Mm -hmm. Um, she was smart. She went and got to a therapist like immediately, and that was because her mom. Well, and it's because her mom too. Her mom's the chief. She was an assistant chief with our department, and now she's a a regional chief. Mm -hmm. And she recognized the issues, and she was like, "You need to go. Yeah, you need to go see somebody. This is that's a leader right there. Yeah, this is a fucked up situation." Yeah, you need to go right now. I don't yeah. care what you think. You need to go start talking to somebody, yeah, and yeah. she did. And I mean, I, I'll hand her credit. Like I'll give her credit. She was she's seven years younger than me, and she handled the the whole issue way better than I did. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I'm a Marine, so I was like, "Fuck this!" I called compartmentalize the shit out of this. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I'll go back to work because I don't. I can fucking do it. Yeah. And um, yeah, a year later, not even a year later, and I started just I, I was not myself. Yeah. And she was like, "Who the fuck are you now? Like, yeah. who are you?" you we went to on a cruise. I, I I don't remember it because I was just like so caught up in my shit, right? Yeah. And and again, it wasn't something that I wanted to be. I want I didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. And I mean, I'll I'll tell you this, and this is this is probably TMI, but I I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to fucking. I didn't want to do anything that used to have like I, I nothing. Yeah. I was just somebody yeah. I did not recognize, right? And you know, you're not alone, right? I do now. Yeah. But at the time, man, I thought like. I, I'm, I'm so I, honestly, I told myself I was a fucking pussy. No. I was like, I'm a being a bitch right now. And when, and when my girl at the time with Beth would tell me, she was like, you know, this is something you're going through. This is, you know, you're not going through this alone. I was like, I don't want to fucking admit it. Like yeah. I'm, I, in my mind, I was it's like, a weakness. Yeah. No, weakness. I don't want to yeah. be weak. I don't want to yeah. be a weak bitch. And even then I was still, if, if someone told me they had PTSD, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. You yeah. weak bitch. Cop like, out. Yeah. 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 It's a cop yeah. out. That's bullshit. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but now I know, man, like, I, and I look back on it and I think like, it was just, it, it slowly just got worse and worse in me to the point where I was full on having anxiety attacks. I yes. was having panic attacks. I mean, there were days where I, you know, we just had my son, my first son, and I, I would call my wife and be like, I can't, I can't fucking breathe. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. I think I'm having a heart attack. And mm-hmm. she'd be like, no, you're having a fucking panic attack. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, what, yeah. what are you talking about a panic attack? I'm a goddamn Marine. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Did you equate panic attacks as weakness? Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, like, of course. And then the thing is, like, you get caught up, right? So, like, you start to feel panic and then you're like, oh, no, like, no, no, this isn't me. And then yes. you start to be like, oh, fuck, I'm fucking panicking right now. Oh, fuck. And then it just gets worse. It spirals, right? And then, like, you have one and that's so bad that you start thinking about the next one. Yeah. And then they just, they just happen more and more often. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes you've tuned into, but before I, I left the agency. All of them. Oh, so you, so for me, before I left the agency, I was in my kitchen preparing lunch to go to work and uh, passed out in the kitchen. Yeah. I thought I had a heart attack. It was like fuzzy and, um, uh, you know, I just couldn't get my balance and out. Yeah. My wife heard me hit the ground. She was upstairs in the bedroom. She came running downstairs, went to the doctor. I went to the hospital. And then I remember it. The doctor came in and the doctor was like, you do not have an heart attack. Everything's fine. You had a panic attack. And I remember getting extremely angry and irate with the doctor. Extremely angry. Because I was a, I was a sergeant. Call me a fucking pussy. Yeah. 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 I'd been a sergeant for seven years. I was in com- I was in control of 13 people. Um, you know, top of my game in my career. I was I was the top. You know, I was I was doing great. I did. Love I dare you, sergeant. You. Thank you. You Thank were you. fucking awesome. Thank you, bro. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You what, don't need the stripes. I still love you, but no, what, no I still I mean I do too. Uh, but I've, one of my favorite moments when I first got here is when he drove us around as a cop sergeant, 
and he was showing us all the things and he was doing this impression i won't get into it but it was hilarious i was crying the whole way around the city yeah. and you know the thing the reason why i used to do that uh and i know we're getting sidebarred but the reason why i would do that with the new people that joined the department was i wanted you to know that you were coming into a department that can have fun oh, i wanted you to dude. know that 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 there are clowns in the circus i wish <laughs> i wish there were more of you to be honest yeah I, I, I felt like I got the, the, a false impression because mm. I, you know, I get into it and I start to see some of you guys and you guys had a sense of humor. You never <laughs> know. You never know if you might see that sense of humor again in a camp command position. No. Yeah. You never know. You never well, know. Some God knows. Weird shit going on between the two. You of you. never know. You They're never staring into each other's eyes. Know. I just hope you know you that. <laughs> Sometimes processes come From out. My words are, to your ears. You never know. <laughs> Sometimes processes come out and just the Lord <laughs> writes it in a way. Righteousness. That stars align. Hey, whatever whatever the fuck's happening, that's cool. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, so when at what point did you realize that you needed to do something about your situation it was when i started having panic attacks man like i, I don't know how I, I just don't know if you've had them or if anybody's out there had oh, them yeah they're yeah. fucking scary dude like it's it's like you lose control of yourself yeah and that's not a cool I, like me I'm, I'm huge on control and now i'm starting to realize that i don't have any control of anything and yeah. that's helped me understand that i you know i it's reduced my stress and reduced yeah. my anxiety to be like okay shit happens right like yeah. i don't have to control everything but i am i mean we're all we're all pretty controlling right we're, we're yes. control freaks we're all, yes. we all are yep so losing control and understanding just where i was man i uh i knew i had to get help and my wife was awesome again she was super cool about it she's like you need to go see somebody help me and i started talking to people and what she really said what she said that really resonated resonated with me was that um you know that that you're so keen on working out and taking care of your body. Why aren't you so keen on taking care of your mind? Mm, yeah, God, your yeah. wife is smart. She's fucking dude, seven she's years smart. younger than me, and she's got ten years of wisdom on me. When you went and 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 saw somebody, did you see somebody that specialized in PTSD for first responders or just generic so practitioner? I started off with a generic practitioner because I I just gone to my doctor and was like, I'm fucked up. Like yeah. something is wrong. I can't be this person, and you know. I, I mean, truth be told, I was thinking suicidal thoughts at, at some level, right? Not, not the planning stage. Not the planning stage, but I was like, yeah. I can't fucking live Let, like this. Let's right? pause for a second. I want people to understand, and I learned this There's from levels. the CIT uh, class was, um, and and it, man, it was so resonating for me because I, I went through the struggle myself, um, was the thoughts of suicide are different than the planning stages of yeah. suicide. The planning stage is when you really are in a critical place. Yeah, no, I wasn't the, the parts where you're like, I need to do it here and lay down a <laughs> towel and I need to make sure that this happens. Yeah. And yeah. Those are the scary moments. Well, and man. that's fucked up that the people get there, man, but I understand it now. So no, I, I was just thinking like, I can't fucking do this. Like yeah. if this is who I am and who I'm going to be, like, what is the point? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it was then I was like, I need to talk to somebody. And, you know, I, I did. I, I started talking to somebody that, man, I can't tell you how much that changed things for me. So how long did you start? Did you start like, was it monthly or weekly or what? I was twice a week at first, man, because I, I knew yeah, I was in a crisis. In the beginning. I knew it's I was. my intense. Yeah, like day, it was. But yeah. No, but I, I knew I was in a crisis moment. Like, I knew that if I didn't do something about my mental health right then and there, that I wasn't going to be the best father I could be mm -hmm. yeah. that I was already, yeah. we were expecting number two. Hell yeah. And I, I just, I didn't want to be that person. Right. Cause you know, not to get too much, but like my dad 
medicated himself in ways, right? And I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so I'm going to broke the cycle. Yeah, I, I needed yeah. to break yeah. the cycle. Fuck I, yeah. And fuck you know, and it was it's honorable, bro. But no, it. Good job. No, it's not me. No, fuck me. It's not me. It's not me. It's my. It's my wife. I hate. Yes. To, I hate to push this off on. I mean, of course, I did something. I, when my mind, I give a lot of the credit to my wife because if she hadn't been like, you need to fucking stop right now. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I would have just kept going. And that's where I've, that's why my heart goes out to the people that don't, that don't have that person. Right. Mm. Cause a lot of people don't, even if they have, have a wife or they're married or whatever, they don't have that person to look at them in the eye and be like, you are not who you are and you yeah, need to snap the fuck well, out of it. And you need to yeah. do something about it now. Yeah. Think about the, think about the single person that's on this job that mm, transfer that, relocated here from another state that has nothing right exactly that's the one i'm worried about we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back back because this is this is phenomenal i took her out it was a friday night i walk alone to get the feeling right we started making out Hey, it's Terry and Claire, and welcome to Drunk Medical Stories, a podcast where two women who definitely aren't doctors discuss wild medical stories with the aid of medicinal beverage of the boozy variety. This podcast is rated explicit for language and adult content, and we also do recommend a strong stomach as we will be discussing the occasional graphic medical condition, such as hashtag assfish. Don't treat syphilis with malaria. You will learn why you never go from zero to mango. Hashtag drunk ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So if you're interested in two women getting drunk and giggling uncontrollably over medical stories found on Reddit, this is the podcast for you. So come on, come over to Drunk Medical Stories. Have a laugh, a drink, and you could learn something. And if you would like more content, check us out on our Facebook group, Drunk Medical Stories Podcast, and we're on Twitter at DMS Pod. In a teaser, you should at least give something away. All I'm going to say is that it involves a frozen fish that went up somebody's rectum, then thawed, and could not come back out. And I just want you to picture that person on their stomach with the tail of a fish sticking out of their rectum. And if that doesn't make you laugh, this podcast probably isn't for you. If it does make you laugh, I highly recommend tuning in. The Drunk Medical Stories. I just told you. I know, right? I just you're gonna blow people's fingers out, bro. You literally just said that. Literally, just before we came back from break, ladies and gentlemen, I said to Mike, "Don't get so close to the microphone because you're redlining." And he goes, "Oh, okay, no problem." And we come back. Come back. What does he do? He He blows out the speakers to your 1989 (laughs) Honda Civic, especially Um, if you're a P1. Uh, I want to apologize on behalf of Mike for the um, joke that he made about the rental. <laughs> what the fudge? I apologize. That's, you insensitive motherfucker. Yeah, I don't uh, condone that. So um, <laughs> we were real deep before we went on break. Yeah, we got real uh, deep. Bo- Bobby, I want to first say thank you for sharing yeah, your wow. story. I know it's not Amazing. easy. Uh, I got to tell you, man, if you listen to episode one, you can hear when I started telling about my my stuff. You could hear where I was hesitant 
and you could hear I get it. what the majority of officers feel, which is, is do I let the cork out? Yeah. Do I do I do it? And, and I don't think you realize that when somebody's listening to this that works on midnights, that's in the middle of Idaho uh, on midnights in their cruiser, and they're going to listen to this, they're going to say to themselves, I'm doing the same thing with my wife. Yeah. I'm feeling the same way that you're feeling. And that's what this podcast is about. Damn. It's, it's, I mean, it's not all about fucks and shits. No, it's, it's, it's a lot about that. But it's I mean, it is. But that. I mean, look, look at I mean, people don't know Bobby. I mean, Bobby, Bobby's a fucking sleeve tatted up dude. What are you like? He's fucking sexy. Solid. You what do you how, how often do you roll? What do you sexy. roll. You do fucking jujitsu as oh, much yeah, as you can. Jujitsu three times a week. I lift three or four times a week. Yeah, it's no, no. The guy some. can't fucking hear. He's got so much fucking cauliflower here. <laughs> Let me, and he's a fucking marine. I mean, if you yeah. don't, if you can't like say that this this guy is far from the pussy, yeah. a thousand percent. And so I think something that is that the, a dragon on your arm? Fuck yeah! It is. Can I There's lick so it? Dragon. Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> There's something that I know that we've uh, we're going to get into this, and I know that Chief Har- Chief Harvey, right? This is yeah, yeah, Chief yeah. He Harvey. said it was something that really resonated with me. Was that you know a lot of people think that it's pussy to fucking admit weakness, but I think it's actually way more yeah. courageous. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, it, bro. Bitch, man, like every single one of you motherfuckers is, is weak in some way. And if you can't admit that, then you're a fucking bitch. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. This is, it's this true. is the way it is. And I, and something that I, I think is one of my least favorite characteristics of somebody is, is somebody that has an ego, right? Yeah. Like mm. if you can't admit or, or it has no humility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you can't admit that you are a fucking human being, Regardless of your Tim Kennedy, fucking Dan Crenshaw, or some like you know, yeah, yeah, all those yeah. motherfuckers, they they still you know, yeah. if you're not one of those motherfuckers, you are you you are just as human as I am, and you know we have we go through shit, you know emotionally I've been through shit emotionally I know we all have yes, and it just it sucks that it's not something we can openly talk about. Well, and I got I mean, uh, uh, Michael agrees. I, I I'm touched that you agreed to. Share your story yeah. because the intention for you to come on here was is we were going to goof off and we we're going to have a good time. We're going to tell fire stories and stuff like that. <laughs> fire, and, uh, please, you know. Yeah, I haven't heard much of those jokes, man. You yeah, always coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm and excited. with that, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do this. Uh, no, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before okay. we jump into that, before we jump into that, so you you were saying that just to kind of wrap up your situation, yeah, you were so, going two days a week and then let me tell you something. So wh- how, where are you at now? Like how long was the progression? How it's, long did it it's take? It's still a process, man. So this is, right. this is what I tell you. Like this, this all started, I mean, hell the incident started in 2012. It's 2019. It's almost 2020. Jeez. The, the, the actual like true, I don't know, quote unquote PTSD or whatever the, 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 the fallout of that shit didn't really hit me in, until a couple years later. Yeah. Right. And then that was why it was more difficult for me to understand what the fuck I was going through. Yeah. I'm still going through it, man. There are still days where I'm okay. I used to be in helicopters in the Marines, right? For some reason. And I know it's because I saw what happens to somebody when they fall from great heights. I have a heights issue. I was mm-hmm. never someone who was afraid of heights from that, from that uh, line of duty. Dude, and I, I'll wow. go up to like the 16th floor on a, on a high rise now. And my brain's just thinking, fuck, if I fall off this thing, fuck if I, and then, Jesus. so it's, it's something that I've learned to deal with. I've learned to embrace a bit, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To know and realize that it's part of me and it's always going to be a part of who I am because I've chosen this fucked up profession. Yeah. And I, I guess I still see somebody, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing somebody in a couple of weeks. I've seen this woman for, for some time now. Yeah. She tries all sorts of different shit to help me understand like, you know, what I'm going through and how to fix myself and how yeah. to retrain my brain on how to think of things. And, yeah, you know, there's still that, you know, 
the other stuff that I need to do in mm-hmm. order to, and I, 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 jujitsu is a big part of my life because it helps me overcome that frustration and that anger. And, you know, it helps me feel like, you know, I'm working towards something that's outside of, of work and, and lifting weights too, you know, you get the endorphins going and stuff like that. And those are all positive things, but I still yeah. have some negative, I still do things that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, I know yeah. that I shouldn't be doing, you know, like occasionally I do break down. I'll have to, way too much to drink. Yeah. And I, I know that that's common with us. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it it's not something that I think I'm ever going to overcome. But, but you're aware of it. Yeah. You're self-aware of it. That's the thing. And that's really important. Yeah, and that's I something that's a journey, bro. Yeah. It's definitely it, a journey. It is a journey. You know, like there's a really fucking badass book, The Way of Kings. And it's a really like it's super fantasy, but it's got some really cool shit that's sort of like Bushido like. And one of the the main important sayings in it is that it's it's not the destination it's the journey Mm -hmm. and it really it's something that i really i I come back to a lot right because i'm thinking there's no destination for me right there's no the end point really is death eventually maybe in my 90s hundreds 90s whatever 80s it's not it's not going to be by my own hands right it's going to be through whatever takes me whatever god decides it's going to be and from now until then the journey of living with anxiety and ptsd and in some ways depression right yeah um is my burden to bear. And it's something that I acknowledging makes it easier. Yeah. And in some ways sharing my story to people who want to listen, who, who may not think that, that other people go through it or that they're alone. I'd I'd rather them hear it and know that, yeah, the tattooed, bald headed jujitsu, cauliflower eared Marine, he goes through it too. Yeah. 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 Well, aside from your fantastic and awesome wife, you just added two people that, uh, that are that are that care about your mental health. Yeah, man. you guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. I know you. We we care about you. Uh, right, you know, you're my boy, dude. man. I yeah. fucking I love you, you bro. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> I fucking love you, man. <laughs> I love you too. Bro. So, um, all right, let's just hear it. You all got, right, so the, we got. I can't this, wait for this. I we can't. got. We're we're rolling. Wait, it out. wait, wait, wait a minute. Good. How far are we into this episode? Um, we got time. We got time. We got time. We got time. We're gonna make time for this. Um. So we've decided, Mike and I, that we're going to have, when we have an in-studio guest, we're going to do what's called <laughs> You Have to Ask It. So oh, I wrote yes. three questions for Mike. So they're from him, and he has to read them word for word. He cannot. All right, give me the fucking thing. Let's do this. Again, he wrote, wait. Without yeah. further ado. Without further, yeah, without further ado, so, bro. you got to explain this. what it is. No, he's and just. I, and, and, and now Mike record, is going to write one. Write I already wrote I okay. already wrote mine. So the mine first question I, so I'm just handing it to it Mike. give it to me. I can't wait. I'm, I'm literally on the edge of my seat. Bro, and this is in crayon? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> is that even English? <laughs> <laughs> you have to read it. Please. You have to read it. Please. You can't word for word. Please. Please. <laughs> if you touched a dog inappropriately, how would you? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Answer the question. You know, don't if you have you know, to like uh, express anal glands or something like that on what? dogs, right? Yes, yes yeah. I'll do that. Okay. All right. That would what be it. the fuck? I'm doing it. That's, that's totally, totally. Well, you know what? This game is so worth it because if you could <laughs> oh see Mike's gosh. face, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's so red. Right and now. you know what it is? Is because his three questions that he wrote don't even compare. Don't even compare. They don't. I no, don't. I love it. Mine's like he didn't related realize, to actual he didn't fire realize, stuff. Yeah, he didn't realize it was a ten out of ten. He went six out of ten. What is? It? <laughs> it's fucking lame, isn't it? 
No. <laughs> oh no! He brought, with the fire. He brought Woo! the fire sauce. All right, great. Let's he, do it. he knows how uncomfortable these questions make. Today, Junior, you're an asshole. Let's hear it. Is there a casting? Is there a casting couch at the fire station? Officially or unofficially? I don't know. I mean, unofficially, maybe. I will say there have been a few instances. Fire babies. <laughs> Just to be clear, I wasn't among them. For those people who might. Mike's laughing so hard about this one. When you joined the police, did you miss sleeping all the time? <laughs> okay, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, paramedics don't fucking sleep. You guys fucking know that because you call us. Yeah, that's what I every tell, fucking yeah. night. You do it now. You know. You no, I don't. Do every it. time I try, you know what? Every time I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna call. Him. No, I know how pissed I, I do. Be. I know you do. Fuckers. Here's Mike's third question uh, for me. Second, second, second. Second. Oh, sorry. Second. <laughs> His face is priceless. He's gonna. I think he's actually better. Read it. Read it. God, I don't. I made this game up, and I I don't want to play it anymore. I think fucking with the champ, bro. (laughs) Go. What is harder to take a shit in, patrol (laughs) uniform or fireman suit? A hundred percent of a troll. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no fucking question. People don't realize how hard it is. To it is shit. God, and it's yeah, so yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> we should do like a point system in bonus rounds. <laughs> what the? Be honest. What is this PG always... shit? Be honest. Do you miss grocery shopping all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Again, never fucking did it. Bro, all that's the all you guys do. Is the firefighters. The fire, I see you guys going no, code to the grocery help, store because chicken me, breast is on sale. Help me. Help me. <laughs> let me help you understand. Hurry up, Purdue is going to sell out of chicken breast. No, I need I need you to understand the difference between no, firefighters and paramedics. I know. I know, bro. No. You guys are. Yeah, I know. No, no, you don't. Don't <laughs> look how angry. Look how upset he's getting. <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs> we already have you on, on already on. Tape. I know. It's, I take back everything I said. It was all a lie. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh my god! I just I couldn't figure out that one word, and it changed this whole entire question. Yeah, yeah. Read it. Oh, I can't wait. <sighs> yeah. Would you pose with us in a naked calendar for first responders? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt. I would totally do that. This game backfired. <laughs> I, know, I, I thought I was going to get real questions. These are great. These are uh, great. Uh, shit, All right, man. folks. You probably think that you are better now, better now. You only say that because I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down. Okay. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Hey, we're back from break. Hey, Mike. Hey. Yes, sir. Hey, I I am super stoked um, about this uh, next guest that we have on. Um, And I'm going to tell you why. So, um... You know, we're we're climbing up the listenership. We're we're you know we're we're 
uh, growing very, very large. And I get this inbox message in my uh, Twitter. And um, uh, it's, it's the gentleman that I'm going to introduce, which is Chief Andy Harvey. Um, and he reaches out and he says, hey, you know, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, you're doing uh, you know, fantastic work. Um, you know, the message is getting out there. Uh, and he's from Texas. So yeah. we're over here in the Blessed Commonwealth. Um, all the way over in Texas heard us. So that's awesome. Uh, Chief, welcome to the show. Welcome, uh, Chief. Pleasure. Man, it's great to be here. I've, I've been excited all week, man. So, uh, so let's do this. Hey, I love the postie. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, He's right up your neck of the woods, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He's one of my hometown guys here from North Texas, but he's a cool guy. And, uh, I appreciate the intro. Yeah. Nah, he's 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 all right. Yeah, he's yeah. not bad. He's uh, not bad. I'm an old school 90s guy. I like the 90s rap music. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Say old school 90s, yeah. yeah. He did well, say like, old school 90s, like, like it's yeah. Well, I mean, to these, you know, to my own kids, I'm like, this is real rap, you know. They're like, what is this? <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Chief, uh, um, you're from the Texas area, retired, uh, Chief from uh, Dallas. Um, uh, uh, when we communicated with each other, you let me know that you have a book. Uh, the book is called Excellence in Policing. Um, yeah. I'm not much yeah. of an avid reader, uh, unless it has pop-up and pops up, pop-ups and pictures in it. Um, but I did your audio book, which, uh, is available on audible. It's available on Amazon. I listened to this book. Um, well, I guess you could say I read it, but I listened to this book cover to cover or digital to digital, um, start to finish, start to finish. And I got, I got to tell you, I think that your book almost has to be uh, a mandated reading for when you take that sergeant's uh, leap. Uh, yeah. From a, sar a former sergeant's perspective, I got to tell you, the stuff that you're talking about, let, let me back up. How long ago did you write this book? Uh, it's been out, going on two years that it's been published. See, what's so, incredible? Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah what, what's incredible about that is, is that the stuff that you have in this book is so prevalent right now in the current climate. Yeah, no, it, it is. You know, I wrote this curriculum. Actually, I, I've been teaching this class for several years now. And what I did was as I was teaching it across, you know, Texas and, and some other parts in the nation, they were telling me um, they were, I was getting good feedback on it. And, I, you know, I, I need to expand my audience, right, because I can't be everywhere. So I, I actually just started writing my curriculum, turned that into a book. And uh, and here we are, man. So but wow, people have awesome. really uh, gave me some good feedback on it. So yeah. I, you know, it's been really, really good. I mean, one of your takeaways that was in there is, is that um, you have a lot of um, not forward thinking commanders or chiefs that are still in the game of playing checkers and not playing chess. Yeah, uh, and I was listening right. to this book while I was at work and I had to pull over and I grabbed my um, my memo pad. And I knew we were going to do this interview. So I was like, I got to have some stuff to talk about. And it was so profound because I think with the mental health piece where we're having the amount of law enforcement suicides that we're having, uh, we're having record number of officers resigning with 10, 15 yes. years on. Um, yeah. we're, we're still having departments across the United States playing checkers. Let's let's speed. Let's speed through it. And we'll power through it and we'll get through it instead of anticipating that next uh, that next move. Uh, and that was profound in I think it was in chapter two or chapter three. Um, I mean, I mean, can you elaborate on that for me? Yeah. So so the whole thing is for us. Right. We're in a different time now. I mean, 
listen, even even four or five years ago, we're in a different time today, even then, right? Yeah. And so yeah. historically, historically, police have been very resistant to change, and uh, we just can't do that anymore. You know, we want people, historically, we wanted others, we wanted society to change to us. Yeah, and and that's turned turned around, right? So so when I talk about we got to play chess now instead of checkers, I'm talking about thinking two three steps ahead, right? Now we yeah. got to be ahead of the game, yeah, uh, as it's turned around. So so uh, we have some work to do, but I, I, I think we're in the going in the right direction. That you know, so but but that's what I mean when I talk about playing chess. Yeah. So what's your take on the on the mental health piece? I mean, what's do you think it's you know, do you think it's officers not not wanting to come forward in fear of what the retribution would be? You know, uh, I think it's just like anything else. I don't think they'll, it shouldn't be the retribution. It's more uh, officers just are, you know, we're just, that's not who we are, right? That's not how we're wired to be open about how we feel, about the mm-hmm. folks, yeah. about the stuff we're going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's not who we are, right? We need to be. Yeah. See, see, when we come forward, and we got to change that mindset, guys. When we come forward and say, "Hey, man, I'm not well. Yeah. I'm thinking of some crazy shit, right? I, I'm, I'm doing, you know, and I'm doing stuff. I'm a, whatever that is. Yeah. We have to say, man, that 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 takes courage to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And not look at it as, man, this guy's weak, man. What's yes. the matter with you? You know, this. You know, you got to be mental, mentally tough. Well. I think we got to change what we think is mentally tough, right? Yeah. When you can come forward and say, I'm going through some stuff, man. I think that's mentally tough, right? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, um, as, as a chief, um, in your, is your direct message to, to your, um, to your rank and file, um, that the mental health piece is one of the most important things, uh, in your agency. It absolutely is, and, and, and let me tell you, I uh, the last city I, I was chief in, I so identified one one officer. This is about a forty-something man department, right? And I, I identified one officer who had a passion to help his officers, right? Who has a passion for mental and emotional wellness, and and uh, so I made him the quality of life officer. Wow! And wow! So his, wow! His, his yeah, his primary role was to check on and monitor our guys. And I say guys, of course, guys and girls, right? Our officers. Yeah. And uh, that was his primary goal. Now, he did stuff in the community with all that, but but his primary role was to, to make sure our officers um, were, were okay. And, and we know, right? We know when something's wrong. And so when we see an officer kind of doing things that, that they don't do normally or they say things or they're not doing things, um, and you know, we'll go to him and say, hey, go check on him. And he, he does. And the thing about this guy here, right, this officer, is that he's already well-respected. See, that helps. That's the yes. key. That's and the key. He has right credibility. There. You're not going to put a slug in that position. He has credibility no, and trust someone, with the frontline guys. Or, yeah. Or, or someone that doesn't, no one respects, right? You yes. can't do that. Yes. So, uh, man, I'll yes. tell you what, that was, a, that was key. I mean, that was a key thing for us. And, uh, Chief, you yeah, hiring? Doing it now. Yeah, Chief, you hiring, man? You hiring? What's the median household income? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you guys lose some money. You guys make that big money up in the oh, northeast. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's worth it, though, Chief, uh, yeah, man. Chief. Uh, and you know it ain't the money, man. It's all about the leadership. Yep, it really is. Well, you know, it, it, it is. We don't do this job for the money. You know? 
Money's good, man. But I was telling a group last night, just last this very message, right? I was talking to a, at a ward banquet uh, for officers, and I said, listen, um, yeah, you may go across the street. Some people may go across the street for four or five thousand more a year, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Because mm-hmm. you know everybody differs a little bit. I said, but you will never. Uh, it would be hard felt, you know, or hard to, to, to see if anybody, if any officer would leave an ex, a culture of excellence, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. If you have a culture, culture is everything, guys. Yes. If you have something, a place where you want to go to work, where you like, you know, and, and, and listen, that doesn't mean you get to do whatever the hell you want at work. Right. I'm talking about have some, some structure and have some accountability, but, but also yes. have that component where, man, you're part of something bigger. Yes, and uh, and when you, when you have that, you don't want to leave that, right? If you're part of something special, people don't want to leave that. But uh, so if people are leaving for money, then that means you probably don't have um, you probably have a culture challenge, right? In, man, in man, chief, 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 you got us. You our head. man, we're in here like we're looking in here up at the fucking sky. dancing, dude. Yeah, we're, all, we're. I mean, we're like doing Super Bowl touchdown hands. I mean. Can we clone you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so ob- it's it's crazy because it's like obviously you have the credentials, you have the track record, it's all there. Um, your resume is phenomenal, it's impressive. You're a published author, you got your channel out now. Um, you're very well respected on Twitter and social media. I can only imagine how much your guys respect you, but what is what is the missing? Why are all these other agencies missing? The bus. What is going on? Like from your from your point of view. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not simple. I don't think that's a simple answer. But I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with leadership. I, I really do. And, and and I'll tell you this: this is there's a component of leadership that we don't talk about very often. And that component is confidence, or the opposite of confidence, which is insecurity. Uh. So what we what we have are, are a bunch of and I'm listen. I see it myself. Are a bunch of insecure leaders. And so what that does to an organization is pretty much destroy it, yeah. right? So, so in, insecure leaders are controlling. They surround themselves with, I'm going to just say it like it is, with weak people. Yes. Uh, yes. Because they, they don't want to be outshined. You don't question somebody like that. They're just, you know, so they don't allow, what happens is they don't allow the organization to grow, right? And so just like, I love what John, I'm a John Maxwell guy, right? And what he says is that the organization can't grow past the, the leadership lid of the leader. Right. So if you have a wow. leader with a low leadership lid, guess what happens to everybody else in the organization? Right? They yeah. can't move up. They can't grow. And so that creates frustration. And that's when people say, I'm out. Amen, brother. Amen, Chief. Amen. I mean, you. Wow. Wow. Chief, I, I'm, I'm relatively it's... new to the profession. I'm not. I'm not nearly as experienced as the two people that are are standing or sitting beside me. You're Shut up, rookie. Hey, leave me alone. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. No, Go but it, you it, put it, that mask back on. <laughs> we'll let you out when we're ready. I didn't realize it was like that. But Sorry, no, it's no, no, cool. no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck them both up here in a minute. But uh, so, but I, I do want to say that, like you know, I, wow. I I come into the profession a few years ago, and I'm thinking, all right, well, this is what it is, right? Like this is just not a good place. Like there's people that just don't understand what leadership means, and I, I'm feeling a little bit more positive, even yes, just hearing what yes, you're saying. Like I'm, yes. I'm feeling like there's there's a, a light at this tunnel, at the end of this tunnel, because I mean, and this isn't just to kiss your ass. It's just it legitimately sounds like you understand what it is that we need and what what policing needs. And I hope what your message, I hope that your message gets across. Right? I'm, t- I'm telling you with with what you're saying. I, don't, I hope 
I wasn't cutting you off, but no, what you're what you're saying, Chief, is I mean, this is gonna be like a multi-thousand listener show. This right here, because guys, this your message, your vision of leadership is what guys and girls out here, first responders, are dying for. Everybody wants to be led by someone they trust and who has their best interest in mind. I mean, how much, I mean, you know what I mean? Morale, uh, guys want to go to work. I'm sure your patrol proactive numbers are through the roof. Are through the roof. Yeah, and, and, and I'll tell you this, Chief. The backstory on me is that I actually left our agency and I came back. And I got to tell you, I didn't leave the agency. I left I left a, a, a particular terrible morale um poor leader a very very poor leader and i'm not talking about our chief i'm talking about my direct line supervisor uh i didn't leave the job i left the person i just couldn't take it yeah, anymore. No, you're, you're not you're you're like many others that do the same thing but i want to touch on something you guys uh just talked about being like proactive and, and yeah the roof and all that i'm gonna tell you something that's gonna blow your mind man um you know Policing has been very numbers driven, uh, especially the last couple of decades. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, and it's, all, it's been all about the numbers, right? Um, it, what I saw, what frustrated me is that we were doing a lot of stuff that wasn't impacting anything. And uh, so, so, so what I, I did, right, and I've done, and, and I believe in this, is that when you, when you expect, so I call it quality driven policing, Instead of numbers-driven policing, right? Wow. Uh, when, when, when you ask for quality, in other words, just like I talked in the book about, about it in the book, when you talk about quality in every police citizen in town, and we talk about quality with everything that you do, really excellent. And when you do that, you don't have to ask for the numbers. Guess what? Yes. Because they come on. Matter of fact, you get more numbers. So, so when you tell your guys, you know, when you tell them, I need numbers, go to this hot spot and go give us traffic stop, pull everybody over, whatever that is, right? Uh, when you tell them that, you'll get numbers, but they're not the numbers that you want. Mm-hmm. When you tell them, go out there and do your, and do the thing that, that you're supposed to do and, and you know what to do and all that, then they come back with numbers, real numbers that are quality numbers, and they'll surpass even whatever numbers that, that they were having before. That, that's the neat thing, right? People don't think that. People think, no, you want numbers? Ask for numbers. No, that's not the way it works. Ask for quality and, and let your guys go mm. and, and give them yeah. some freedom and they'll go out there and kick some ass for you. Wow. you. You know, and I I can't go into specifics because it would, it would out where we work. But I got to tell you, having an outside chief come in and listen to what you're saying. I now understand what he's doing. I didn't before. I understand what he's doing now. And I think the problem is, is that when you inherit poor leaders, that's a tough role to be in. Yeah. Because you, you really have to make the best with the type of shit that you have. And that's the problem. Um, I don't envy that position. I really don't. I don't envy that position. Um, but, I got to tell you, sitting here thinking, like listening to you, it, it, it puts it into perspective. It really does. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, Chief, I mean, I, I, Nick's like speechless, bro. Yeah, yeah, I really am. <laughs> I mean, I'm over here like, shaking my head. It's it's because we've had, we've gotten so much negative kickback for this podcast, mm. specifically this past week, uh, specifically with our agency. 
with people, and it's very disheartening. It's very just generally sad overall. But to hear a position, a person in your power that's doing positive and bringing out the best in your people and leading from the front, I mean, it's so refreshing to hear, man. I mean, it, it's all. I mean, it's just, it's just, it just gives us so much hope, you know, that there are true leaders out there in these in this profession because our profession is suffering, like you said, with the mental health. We we just did an episode on mental health with a guy from California who does he works a part of the agency's full time mental health unit, and a lot of the things that he was saying resonated with everyone, especially with your guys, but you know, taking care of each other, building each other up. Right. You know, stop being so negative with one another. You know, just build. We got enough of that from the media and politics alone. We got it what, internally. Yeah, internally. So let's let's try to yeah. let's try to get all that shit out of there, man. Let's just we're worrying you know, about get a, back to the basics. Yeah, we're worrying about a podcast instead of worrying about you know, yeah. Why? Why and, again? The root of the podcast. Yeah, not the message, but the root of of the message. Yeah, right. right man. I get it, man. You know, it's it's a it's a, it's a difficult listen. It's, it's one of those things that. <sighs> Like, like, you know, I like what you guys do. I really do. I heard you. I've heard you. And, and I like the way you guys are just very real about anything. Right. Uh, and I think people like that. They appreciate that because we need more of it. So when they listen to people like you, some guys like you, and you're, you're just being, that's who you are. That's, you're just talking about the real stuff. People like it. Can you, it can you call theory, our chief? But here, <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. I said, I said, could you call our chief? I'm just kidding, though. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't no, put no, you in that but, perspective. But I'm kidding. Guys, it, but, but it goes back to, and, and I'm not, I'm just talking about it just generally. Okay? I'm not talking about your department. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it scares, I say us, it scares us in leadership. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does. It scares us to have people like you out there. And uh, because, you know, well, we, we don't know what you guys are going to say. How do but, how do we fix that? How do we fix that? Oh uh, man, you know I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, they mean to put you on. The spot. I, no, I think Chief. I think where you're going is like it scares and and correct me if I'm wrong. It scares them in a position of leadership. Going back to your point, where that there there's insecurities there, but they're not honest with themselves about their insecurities to say, okay, hey, these guys actually have credibility. They have a point. Yeah. They have a message. They have, they're well-respected. These guys, they have, I mean, clearly it's not just Mike and Nick fucking around and then 10,000 people tend to tune in. That's not how this works. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's the proof is in the fucking is in the pudding. Like guys, I, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I just, every morning, First of all, I don't think Nick ever sleeps, which we'll have to have a discussion about that offline. I don't. I don't ever sleep as it is. I don't. But he sends me these messages at seven. I wake up to these things. Hey, bro, check this out. Hey, bro, check this out. Hey, check this out. And I'm like, and it's guys from LAPD, NYPD, Baltimore City. You've seen how bad they've had it up there. And, And so on and so forth. And they just continuously sending messages. What is it? Washington State. Yeah. Guys on Washington State. Yep. Um, you know, guys that um and you know, we're only like a 300 300 man department and you have these ma- massive agencies from all over the East Coast and all over the US and on the you know, Texas, um Dallas, Austin, Houston. I mean, it it just blows my mind how many people are like, "Hey brother, you're fighting the good fight. I deal with this. I deal with that. I deal with the same thing like we have a Steve I have a leader that won't 
I'm a union guy. I have a leader that's holding me up. I have a leader that, that, you know, hits me with the guillotine every chance they get because they don't like the positive that I bring. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy, man. It, it just, it just blows, it blows me away, man. It's so, it's so humbling. Well, so humbling. Well, I'm going to say that. Yeah. No, no, I, I, you know, the thing about it is, you know, we have the, those conversations you and Nick and you guys have um, on the air. We should be having it inside the department. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, in other words, yeah, we shouldn't have to be, you know, and you have a great podcast, but these discussions that we talk about, you guys talk about, should be happening in the department from the chief on down. Yeah. Right? Wow. So, yeah. so what, what are you afraid of? That's what it should be, really. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, chief, chief. So uh, let's switch gears for a second. You're you're starting okay. a podcast or uh, you're starting a podcast or you ha- already have started a podcast? No, I, I'm starting one. I, uh, you know, I'm, I have these, um, so it's going to be a really cool thing, right? I, I'm going to start when well, you guys actually really encouraged me as well, right? I was really on the verge, but when I, you know, I just, I like, you guys encourage me, man. So I oh thank you, Chief. God. Very humble. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chief. So my, mine's going to be a video. It's just like an actual, I'm going to be in an actual studio, just like a regular show, right? So just kind of like what you guys have, same thing. I'll have an intro and then I'll have a guest and, uh, have you know cameras and everything else, and then we'll go to commercial. Awesome. And that's awesome. And that's all awesome. that. Stuff. So it'll be a it'll be a video podcast. It really just it's a real show, and what? then that will be transformed into audio, and, and you'll be listening to it. You can listen to it on audio as well. Awesome. Okay, okay. So <clears throat> here, Chief, that's what I need you to do. I need you to go ahead and schedule a week long training. We'll put in the request through our agency to go down to your training, <laughs> and they'll pay for us to fly down there. And then we'll do the show. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. No, either way, we'll we will come down, and we would be honored to be on your show, man. A hundred percent. Or, or, man, I'd be honored to have you guys. But you can always get on the show and you know walk in the studio and and, and put a bag over your head or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. You definitely want to put a bag over Mike's head. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna have to be a really big bag. <laughs> really big, really big, big bag. That's what she uh, said. Oh, okay. <laughs> come on. This what? is another guest we're never going to have on because of you. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, man. It's going so good. Oh, man. I laugh because my old lady would say, man, that's, that's something, you know, Chief Harvey would say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't help myself, man. I love, you know, I love it. I, I can't, you know, I have a sense of humor and almost too wicked sometimes, right? But, uh, we, have mean, we have to. We have to. But but you, you know what's good about you guys is that you get to laugh, right? And, and I learned a long time ago, we have to laugh more in this profession. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah sure. so I think that's a good thing. You're talking about mental wellness, laugh more. Yeah, I I got a yeah. message. I got a message from a Baltimore City police officer on um, Facebook, and um, he was like, you know, I love how you guys call us Maryland instead of Maryland. Uh, he's like, you know, we're we're in the pit of it. He's like, it's yeah. it's depressing every day I go into work, but I got eight more years left before retirement, so I'm stuck. I can't leave. <laughs> He's like, I, I I get my cruiser, I find a place to hide because I'm 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 afraid that I'm gonna get ambushed, and I turn your podcast on and all I do is laugh. That's all I do. And then when yeah. I'm done with an episode, I listen to it again. Yeah, and yeah. I listen to it again. And that's all we're trying to do, Chief. Right. That's all we're trying to do. We're not yeah. trying to throw anybody under the bus. We're not. You know, we're not we never use names. We never use where we're from. And the reason being is, is that um, 
we want people to self uh, uh, self reflect. We want people that are going to take the sergeant's process, the lieutenant's process, and the captain's process. We want them to know that um, we're holding you accountable as a leader. Now we need wartime leaders. We need folks that inspire and, and improve morale. Um, the the days of crushing people for not signing out a cruiser or yeah, you know frivolous just stupid ridiculous. stupid stuff. You know, we got kids that are coming on the job now that have no life experience and their commitment level is two to five years. They're not long. They're not long haul employees. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure that's stuff that you see as a chief. Yes, I do. it's not just where you guys are. That, that yeah. happens everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people promote for the wrong reasons. <laughs> that's a big part of it. Yeah. Oh my they, God. They, yeah. They, they, they want the extra cash. Right. But they don't want the responsibility. And Amen, and Chief. Amen. Takes a lot of it, listen. When you become a leader, it, it takes a lot of energy. If, if you're doing it right, that means you have exerted a lot of energy yeah. and time, right? Because if you say if people think leadership is easy, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. Because because it takes a lot of energy and time to be with your people and and and, and you know, so. Um, yeah, you know when I realized yeah. that, Chief, when I left the department, I left as a sergeant, and then when I came back, I came back as an officer, and I was. Yeah, it was unbelievable about how much free time I had from when I left to now. Like, yeah. I come to work, I come to work, and I just I go go to my calls for service, and then I go home. When I was a sergeant, it was nonstop for twelve yeah. hours, nonstop. Oh yeah, I slept like a baby. And then, but but not even after even after the twelve hours. Right? Oh yeah, I was on the phone. I was on the phone yeah, all the time phone, when yeah. when I went on vacation yeah. when I went to Universal Studios. Um, my wife almost took the phone away from me and throw it, threw it at the Simpson ride. Uh, cause she's like, if your work phone rings one more time on vacation, uh, you, you're, you're going to be going back alone. So, you know, I, I totally agree with you. If you're doing it right, it's exhausting. You know, chief, go ahead. You got to want, go ahead guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, oh, quick question Two, actually two more questions. One, what do you say to the leader listening to the show right now? To, to to any leader? Yeah, how to be better? Yeah, so, so I mean, there's a, there's a lot, right? But but I think the most important is to understand why you're there, right? Mm-hmm. If you're there for any any other reason than uh, making it about those that you lead, then then you shouldn't be in leadership, right? It's not about you anymore. And so um, mm-hmm. I think we can't forget where we come from. I think that's a big one. We seem to forget, like, like you know, like, like I didn't do anything wrong when I was a rookie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we forget about those things. And and, and then I, I really believe it's, it's important to be just be genuine, man, and, and yeah. just be who you are, but be genuine. And listen, I tell people, I don't know everything, man. I need, uh, you know, what well, you think I know everything? Well, you know, I don't. And so I think when people know that you that you actually realize that you don't know everything, um, people respond well to that. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, okay. Go ahead. Give All them right. some more posts, man. Give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Night, a clear white moon, warmer G was on. Hey, Mike, regulators. 
Hey, guess what, man? Yo, what up? We are now available on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. So iTunes, Spotify, all your podcast outlets, and now YouTube. It's beautiful. Pretty, pretty cool. So if you're at work and you can't listen to us on your regular podcast platform, go on YouTube. All of our episodes are going to be transmitted through the video, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. All right. Folks, check us out on RollCallRoom.com. RollCallRoom.com. You can email us at Nick at RollCallRoom.com or Mike at RollCallRoom.com. Check us out on Twitter at RollCallRoom. Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Check us out. Spread the word. Share. I'm swagging, I'm swagging, I'm swagging, oh, I'm balling, 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 i am balling 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 i uh, so chief of the hour, chief of the yeah, hour, that's chief it. of the yeah. fucking yeah. decade, De- man. decade. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, I like, hey, but doesn't post you like that. Then it just puts you in a cool mood. Oh, it does, it man. Does, I, man. I mean, his concerts also yeah. are like awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, good, so I have one more question for you, chief. Um, since okay. before we went into the break, man, you answered the one, um, in your kind of message for leaders or leader advice for leaders. Uh, what do you have? What advice do you have for that frontline officer that's working beneath uh, a leader that and they're struggling? That that the, they're oh, not strong man. leader. That, that happens a lot, man. And, um, you know, there's a thing called uh, leading up, right? And that's when the leader on top of you, or, you know, uh, above you, not on top of you physically, but. <laughs> I hope not anyway, right? That's fire. I, I, we're talking about no, police, come not on, fire. Come on. Not fire. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. No, uh, you know what? I can't yeah, even right, defend so, the profession. Well, there's a such thing as leading up, and that, that means you have to, uh, you still have to be the leader in spite of the leader above you, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where it gets frustrating, and eventually, that will come to a, you know, um, it's going to be a conflict somewhere. Yeah. But but we have to be, it sucks, right? Because but we have to be better than the person above us. Yeah. And um, it shouldn't be like that, man. It no. should not be like that. But uh, I'll be honest with you. I get to travel all over the, 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 the nation and I talk to major city chiefs. And, and I want to learn too. I'm a learner, man. I'm always, you know, asking questions like just like you guys. And, I, and the question I ask, Chief star, this is in LA and Seattle and uh, Las, uh, Las Vegas. And I said, listen, what's your, what's your number one challenge? And, and you know what they tell me? Well, without a doubt, this is the same everywhere. My sergeant. Yes. Uh, uh, I, yes. I just don't have enough engaged uh, sergeants who, you know, are, are doing what sergeants are supposed to do, which is lead their people. Oh, wow. Chief, 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 chief. Wow. Yeah. And I, and yeah, you know, something, yeah. And it, what reminds me is, uh, well, part of your book was, this was the other thing that I took away from it was, is that once you hit the level of commander level, the commanders 
no longer continue to grow themselves or educate themselves further. They think they've, they've gotten there, then that's where they plateau. Um, and that resonated because you see a lot of that. People work real hard, real hard to get lieutenant captain. Once they get there, they're like, I'm in. I'm in the club. Yeah. And that's it. You're down well, there. I'm up here. Uh, well, again, right? It's not about you anymore. Yeah. Uh, when you're a leader. And, and if you know and believe it's not about you, then you have to grow. Because if you don't grow, well, people beneath you are going to suffer. And they're going to hit that lid. Yeah. So uh, you have to grow, man. I, I don't care what, what rank you are, man. You've got to keep growing. You think you know everything. Like it's, things just stay the same. No, and, and, and part of it is also challenging your belief system because let's be very real, man. We've yeah. learned some things that, that, that are fundamentally false. And yeah. we believe that they're true because we haven't challenged our own belief system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, well, I mean, Dave, you, you give me hope, Chief. I really, yeah, you do, man. You seriously, Phenomenal. give me hope. Well, well, but, but you know what? I, I, I want to I be there are a lot of leaders and, and, and I appreciate you guys giving me props, man. I, I appreciate it, but listen, I, I'm not that, you know, I, there's a lot of police leaders like that all over the nation and I've, and I've, and I've met them and I've worked with them. So, um, I, I hope you realize that, that there are more, uh, what you would consider good, strong leaders in leadership positions across the nation. Yeah. Then, then, then you may think. You know, the so, thing uh, is, is so that is when, you're, hope, when you're in the desert and you're thirsty, you drink it up when you got it, you know? I, I, I got you. I yeah. got you. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chief, uh, I definitely, well, we definitely want you to come back on the show. I don't think that uh, one episode is enough. Um, so we would love to have you on again. Um, fantastic information. Chief, uh, we got to do a series with you, man. Yep. And then with your book and everything else, man, I mean, oh. this isn't going to end, man. We, you got too much gold for us to put out there. Guys are starving for this stuff. Yeah. Hey, you, you guys are, are really awesome. And I appreciate it. I'll, I'll be glad to come back on this. So, uh, I, I'd like to really, you know, we talk about whatever, right? There, there's nothing, you know, um, off limits for me, but I'll tell you, we got to go, uh, maybe next time if you guys don't mind, we'll talk about more mental health and, and, and emotional wellness. Cause I, I got to tell you, uh, I have a story to tell, man, because I feel hard. But uh, we'll talk about it on another podcast, maybe. And but but it's not how you fall, right? And uh, it's getting up, man. Yeah, it, it's what you do, and what do you do to get up? But but we also have a bad. I'm getting into the next podcast, but policing has a has a really bad, really unhealthy when it comes to when your fellow officer falls down. Yeah, right. Instead of picking him up, we put our freaking foot on his neck, right? And, uh, and, and as you move up the ranks, it, it gets, it gets worse. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it gets more competitive and all that. So, uh, anyway, y'all want to talk about that some more. Let's do it, man. But yeah, um, I appreciate you yeah, guys. Yeah, Let's man. do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's schedule something and then we'll get you on the next one next week and yeah. then we'll keep it going because I'm telling you this, this episode alone is going to bring some fire. We're going to get a lot of views off this. Yeah. Um, cause the last two ones we just done back to back with our last guest, from uh, mental health in California now, you man. I mean, it's. I mean, we're gonna. I, I don't see this not being a thousand plus view off the first, you know, week. Yeah, yeah. So, well, man, if you guys have ten thousand viewers in less than wh- whatever it is, man, <laughs> yeah. you, you're reson- you, you guys are resonating with people, man. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Chief. Thank you, Chief. Thank, Thank you, you Chief. so much. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Chief. And again, um, your uh, your book again is. Um, Excellence in Excellence policing. In police.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was giving you the spot, sir. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. check it out. It's on Audible. It's on Amazon. I got it on Audible. It's fantastic. You get to hear the chief's voice on it. Uh, so he was like doing a ride along with me while I was listening to it. So it was awesome. <laughs> follow him on, it, on awesome. Instagram. Which follow is him Instagram? up on, on uh, Harvey, no, right? tweet, tw- Twitter, uh, Twitter, 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 Chief Harvey. Chief, yeah. what's, what's your uh, Twitter right. handle? Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Chief A Harvey. Yes. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn and what's the other one? Facebook, Excellence in Police. You can, you can check me out there, man. Hey, awesome. if I can do anything for anybody out there, and uh, then just hit me up, man. I'll, I'll be glad to talk to you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Chief. God bless you, Chief. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Stay safe. All right. There you go. All right, Chief. Take care, guys. We'll see you. All right. We're go post it. See you later. All right. Bye. Just fucking throwing consonants out there. Fucking vowels. We the show. We enjoyed um, having Bobby. Yeah, in thanks for having me, Bobo. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Listen, folks. Uh, if you're struggling, go to bluehelp.org. Check us out on rollcallroom.com. Uh, we're available on YouTube, i uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, uh, YouTube. YouTube. Hey, for real though, for real, can I just say one piece? Yeah. If if anybody out there is listening and they know me and they fucking feel like talking to me, I swear to God, I will I will yeah. listen to everything you have to say. And that goes Amen. for both of us. Any of our yep. fans that have yep. reached out on Reach Facebook out. or Twitter or Instagram, um, like and share, share and like, spread, spread, spread. All right, folks, be safe and watch out for each other. Oh, what a nation for my son, folks, we get away.